0: What a morning so far. What a morning just to have been able to come and worship the King. What a morning of just hearing the prophetic words and words of encouragement and the scriptures. And as Greg read the, the scripture from John 14, just the first words were, do not let your hearts be troubled. And that just echoed in my heart. And I just, I just know that is, the, that is the word for one of the words of the Lord for us today. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. God is giving us a, a new heart with new rhythms. A heart which is, uh, is for him. That's, that's what he's doing. He's renewing us. And uh, he's giving us this, uh, this, this signet ring. Signet ring so we have the authority to make decisions, to draw on the bank, uh, the bank account of, uh, uh, of, of heaven. It will be a bit like uh, in the prodigal story of the prodigal son, the, uh, the signet ring was put on the, on the, on the son returning. Uh, it would be a bit like giving the credit card. Yeah, son, you can have the credit card. And, and, <laughs> you can have the credit card. You can draw on the credit card. Isn't that exciting? He's putting in his as wallet. As- fortunately the credit card of heaven is uh, inexhaustible you can always make draws on that I'm not sure about, about my card I'm not sure how, how, how much you would get on that but I think if you were not shy sure last week and I know that the, the podcast hasn't been put up but it will be put up today or tomorrow you must listen to Jockey's Preach That was probably as good if not better than any ministry we have ever had from this pulpit. It was completely amazing. And uh, I'm going to go there again today. I'm going to read from John chapter 1. And I'm going to read these scriptures because we need the the word to become part of our lives. During the week I was listening to, to John Piper just show, showing how he, he reads the scriptures and he, in, in his devotional times, how he reads and he, and he listens, to the, listens to what the Lord is saying and he, and he reads a chapter or two. And he says sometimes his mind forgets what he's read. So he's come across the discipline of just picking out one scripture, one verse and uh, highlighting that verse and then living it out in the, in the day and walking it out and, and thinking about it often, letting it uh, wash his soul and, and chewing on it and, 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 and getting, the, getting the meat out of each scripture. And I thought maybe a, a way to do that. In the modern world, we have, most, of, most of us have cell phones. Maybe we should put a reminder on our cell phone and it would beep on every hour or every second hour or however long you choose. And and as you hear that beep, you will think about the scripture that uh, impacted your life in in your morning reading. And so the scripture that Jockey preached from, I'm going to read in from verse 9. Put my wallet in my pocket. Okay, I'll do that. Because otherwise the millions are going to fall out. John 1, chapter 9. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him, But to all who did receive them, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Isn't that beautiful? But to all who did receive them, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to be children of God. That's the right that we have. We have a right to be children of God. If we have received Him and if we believe in His name. You know, that's the scripture which uh, Greg read, it says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in Me. So the reason our hearts are not troubled is because we believe in a Savior. We believe in a King who has gone to the cross for us, who has taken your sin and my sin upon Himself. That He's given us a new nature, a new heart. He's given us a new identity. And it's the most amazing identity. We are children of God. We are children of God. That's the right we have. We have rights. The right to be children of God. And then I don't know whether you, whether you remember, but and some of you might have collected, Jockey put down some of the rights that we we think we might have and and we live in a world in which we are entitled to everything. We have rights, you know, we are, we, that's what, and we have the most advanced uh, constitution in the world in terms of human rights. But maybe they forgot a little bit about the human responsibilities in, in response to the rights that we have. But as children of God, the rights that we have, the, the right that we have is to be His child. And I find that just completely amazing. I'm just going to read a few just to refresh because uh, I don't want us to lose uh, what Jockey said last week. And it's uh, entitled Practically Giving Up My Rights. The right to be happy. The right to be accepted. The right to be married. The right to be happily married. The right to have reconciled relationships. The right to be understood. The right to have a successful ministry. The right to have peace in our home. The right to fulfill all my spouse's desires. The right to unbelief. The right to fear what God will do with me. The right to fear the loss of our individuality. The right not to have suffering. The right to have a great mind. The right to my own achievements. And then you can write, you can think of some of the rights that you think you have. And we, jockey like really well opened it up and said, most of these things were, are actually privileges. They flow out of, the, of being a child of God. And when they come in that order, I mean, I've just been reading uh, Tim Keller. I just picked up an old book, uh, and it's called The Prodigal God. And you see these two sons he has. He loves his sons dearly. And you, you know the story. The one son wants his inheritance early. He says, Dad, I want you dead. I want to get what, uh, uh, what you, what, what's rightfully mine in, in the inheritance. And so he goes off and he, and he squanders the money in, in wine, woman, and song. And to quote, I think uh, Rod Stewart said, he wasted all his money on wine, woman, Uh, wine woman and and song and the rest he wasted something along along those lines maybe Rod Stewart's not the person to be quoting this morning we need to be quoting Jesus but he did he was like Rod Stewart he went and wasted, wasted wasted oh he said he wasted his money what did he say let me get it right he spent his money and the rest he wasted Oh was George Best. Okay. Ah, that's good. That's good. See, that's what body ministry is all about. You're here to help me out. I got uh, squandering was about the only thing I got right in that whole story. Now where was I? I was in. Uh, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, yeah, eating a drink. Focus, focus. Then there's the oldest, the oldest son who did everything right, did everything by the, by the rule book. He was... Uh, got up early in the morning and he got very angry. I love it. It says there, he got very angry angry he became angry why because there was a party being thrown his brother had come back his lost brother had come back and now he realized he was going to lose a bit of his inheritance because he had been accepted into the family he'd been given the credit card he'd been given everything and so he was angry he was bitter You know you're an older brother when you lead a really good life. And you do everything according to the books. And you're very religious and you come to church every Sunday. And you go to home church on on Wednesday and you pay your tithes and your offerings. And uh, you do everything according to what's expected of you. And then you don't get the party thrown for you. And your brother, who's just wasted money and lived a wild life, comes back and suddenly there's, a, there's roast lamb for, for dinner. And I think I often feel this way. I have a sense of entitlement in my life very often. And I look at things. I think I've lived a good life. I've done things well. i shown up, I've been there, I've been kind. And sometimes I feel that God owes me something because of that. But He actually owes me nothing. I mean, if you have a look at Joan Avril's mission trip to Zimbabwe, you would have thought everything, you know, the plane trips and uh, there would be no... People falling and breaking their hips and all that kind of stuff, breaking, breaking arms and, and all that. You would think, yes, the men and women of God, they're going out to, to, to preach the gospel, the good news. Everything should go well. Sometimes it doesn't. That's why those, that scripture, do not let your hearts be troubled, is actually such an important scripture. Because there's a lot of trouble. There are lots of things that don't go wrong, that, that go wrong. But at the same time, as you go, as you go and you, and you preach the gospel and the good news, 40 people come into the kingdom of God. 12 people in Swaziland, 40 people in Zimbabwe. They give their lives to Jesus. They have a new, a new identity. They are now children of God. And so, it's all about Jesus. Greg Reed said that in his words. And as he said, it's all about Jesus. You and I have been bought with a price. And what's the price? It's the precious blood of Jesus. And we are no longer our own. We are no longer our own. We don't belong to ourselves. We belong to a new slave master. Not the old slave master. Not old Sleuthfoot, Not the devil. Not Satan. We belong to Jesus. And Jesus is, uh, is wanting us to have life in its abundance and its fullness. And he's wanting, us, well, he's wanting to bless us. He's wanting us to, to know who we are in Jesus. He's wanting us to know our identity. He's wanting us to know with clarity today that you are children of God. Let's go back to that scripture. I'm going to read it. It's peeped in my pocket now. It says I must read the scripture again. But to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name... He gave the right to become children of God, of God, who were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, of man, but of God. That's how you and I were born again. We weren't born again because of our heritage. I came from a good family. I came from a family that went to church, and because I have an heritage, I have an heritage that wonderful heritage, I'm OK. I mean, that's what Paul said. You know, Paul thought he was all right because, he had, because of his pedigree, because of his history, because of who he was. Because he was the Pharisee of Pharisees, and according to the law, kind of he, he, he yeah, he was. He, he just he obeyed the law, and yet he counted all that as done. So it's not, a, and then it's not So it's not according to our heritage. It's actually a, not according to the flesh. And we try and earn our salvation. That's, it's deeply built within uh, our Adamic nature is that we've got to appease an angry God. We've got to try and appease them. And we've got to try and grovel. And we've got to try and do a whole lot of things to, to, to please them. But that's the great news of the gospel. The gospel says you are sinners. Nothing in the flesh. Even your good works are as dirty rags or as filthy rags. Even the good things that we try and do don't add up. So we can't earn our salvation by works of the flesh. And so the gospel, the good news, comes in and we are born again. We are born of God. God comes and dwells in us. I want to experience the glory of God. And what does the scripture say? It says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so we are no longer our own. Maybe that's a word that can echo today. You are not your own. You've been bought with a price. It's It's all about Jesus. This is counterintuitive to the flesh. It's like kind of, it's about Jesus. Everything in my flesh says, it's about you, Alan. Make sure you've got enough. Make sure you, there's that thing that came, came there was a, something that came available. And my first thought, well, that would be for me. That would, that, that would be good for me. But then the Lord showed me and said, no, no. It's not for you. It's for somebody else. Not for me. I, I, we're meant to be doing this. We're not meant to be grabbing and clinging it to ourselves. The, more we, the more, we, more we give away, and what do we have to give away? We have life. We have Jesus. And the more I give away Jesus, the more I, I'm excited when uh, somebody prospers and somebody does well and, and, and gets a promotion or gets, us, gets a, a, a win for when somebody gets a windfall of pro- a promotion, what's your first thought? It should have been me. That's probably true. It's probably, it should have been me. Why not me? Instead of enjoying what God is doing in that person's life and blessing that person. So one of the most freeing news, good news of all, the most, the most amazing news is that you were made for so much more than you. You were made for so much more than you. Isn't that a thought? I wasn't made for myself. I was made for Him. I was made to glorify Him. I was made to worship Him. I was made to be satisfied in Him. I was made to, be, to, to bring, bring glory to His name. You were created to know Jesus and to reflect His love. We find our meaning. People all want to know, what's God's plan for my life? What, and I, and I know God's plan for your life is for you to be more like Jesus. That's, what, that's it. Pure and simple that. Wherever you are, that's what I'm created to, to, to be, to be more like Jesus. And every situation that I face, Every trouble, every joy, every, is, is it, I have an opportunity to, to express my love for him. I'm going to read that scripture again. It's beeped in my pocket again. And I'm going to read it this time from the New English Bible. To those who have yielded him their allegiance, he gave the right to become children of God. As we yield to Him, as we receive Him, as we give our allegiance to Jesus, who is both our Savior and our Lord, then what happens? We become children of God. And we need to receive Him. We need to receive Him. Many have received Him. Some may not have. And today is the day of salvation. The day is the day you say, Lord Jesus, I have been running my own life. I've been in control. I want to be the sovereign in my life. I want to be in charge. I want to be like like God almost. I I want to be in control. I don't want to answer to anybody. That's the Adamic nature. Our Adamic nature which we inherited. Is, is That's the default. Let me be in control. And that's what Jesus came. And he came and gave us a new nature. As we receive him. What happens? We be given a new heart and new life. So it's getting really warm here today. So I'm not going to talk any longer. But I'm wanting to again to go back to the scripture. You're going to get sick of me. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I want us to to sing a song. I want us to sing our Father. As we close. And I want us to sing those words with new meaning. Not just, uh, I've been singing that song, praying that prayer for hundreds of years, 50 years for Bobby. I've been praying that prayer, singing it, but I'm going to ask, please stand. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for today. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, Jesus. I thank you you. that you came. You died for me. me. That you might restore restore. my relationship relationship. with with my heavenly Father. I receive you again afresh this morning. I believe in You. I trust in You. I adhere to You. I cling to You. And I thank You that I am a child of God. Let's sing our Father.